I'm Judy Carter, and this is the Power of Purpose podcast, where we explore how to live a purposeful life and how creative people like yourself can make a living doing what you love doing. And I'm here with my buddy, Jason Medberry. How's it going, Judy? Whoa, surviving the pandemic that's going on while we're recording this. But I want to... I want to thank so many of you listeners who have written to me, who have left us fabulous five-star reviews yes. that, this, that this podcast is really helping you get through the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> because it's going on yeah, because a it's long, still going. <laughs> long time. Yeah. And today, uh, Jason, let's talk about um the fatigue yeah. that we all seem to be feeling right now because yeah. there, that well, that yeah go ahead there, there there's a big you know one of the big phrases you get you're hearing kind of thrown around but in the media right now is pandemic fatigue people are tired of dealing with the pandemic they're tired of the mass they're tired of the social distancing I know that the holidays are making it even harder for people because they miss their families, and they just don't want to deal with this anymore. They're done. They're they're worn out, and that worn out sense of of just just being tired of the same old thing is causing problems because people are being a little you know less safe, and more people are getting <laughs> right, sick. Right, because the pandemic is going. Well, we're not tired. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? The COVID virus is going. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. We're going to replicate. Exactly. Isn't that what happens in a war? Yeah. Well, don't it could they be. like wait for the you wait for your enemy to get really uh, overwhelmed, tired, yep. and that's when you attack. Exactly. Right? You wear them out and you hit them when they're weak. And uh, <laughs> and it's interesting because. I fe- there's there's a big parallel, right? It's almost like everyone right now, and this may be a, a a false statement, but but this is just in my opinion what I think is going on. I think everyone right now is sort of experiencing the fatigue that creatives feel in their field, but they're experiencing it in their own lives, and people hate it because creatives go through creative fatigue as well. If you're working on something, let's say it's been eight months, like it has been with this wonderful pandemic that we have, after eight months of, you know, maybe on month one, you were super excited, like you decided you were finally going to go for your creative dream. Maybe it's your, you want to be a speaker or a stand-up or an actor or a writer or whatever it is. And back at the beginning of March, you were like, I'm going to make this happen. And every day you were writing, you know, you were, you know, maybe taking some of your teachings, Judy, and you were like, you know, trying not to break the chain and writing jokes every day and working on your material and figuring out your message and whatever it may be. Now it's just after Thanksgiving (laughs) and you're still at home. (laughs) You're still working on that dream. But now you're exhausted because maybe there hasn't been any results yet. There hasn't been anything big. Maybe a global pandemic has kept you from being on stage and all you've been doing is the pre-work. This is the moment. This is the trying time that kind of separates the amateur from the pro because it doesn't matter how much time you've spent. That fatigue is going to come. And you got to come up with some strategies and some things in order to get past it. Because 
any type of monotony, anything where you're doing the same thing every single day over and over and over again is going to break you down eventually. That's just, you know, we're not robots. We're human, me- we're human beings. We need variety. We need stuff going on in our lives. And to do the same thing, the same practice over and over and over again, yeah, it can, it can eventually grind you down. It is because, you know, we do need... We do need feedback. We yeah. do need results. Mm-hmm. And I know, I, I hear so many people now going, it's about the process, not about the results, mm-hmm. right? If you're doing it to get the results, then you're really not committing to writing that book and yep. writing that screenplay and mm-hmm. writing that new speech or, you know, submitting to TED Talks or writing your writing new material. And, and, I, I just think there is this uh, lack of surrender to, hey, uh, this is what it is. Yes. <laughs> In spite of what you, th- well, this is way too long for a pandemic to yeah. last. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, this is, right? Yeah, so and, and is, you use that same excuse. You're happening. like, I've been working on this for eight months. Shouldn't I be famous now? Shouldn't I have my Netflix special now? Shouldn't I have my blah, blah, blah now? Oh. Uh, oh, that, do you know my favorite is? Which one? My favorite is, is well, I don't know anyone who's had COVID, so it doesn't really exist. Yeah. it's <laughs> That's like saying, I don't know any famous actors, so acting doesn't exist. It's not a there real job. People, I know there are people in the hospital who, who really are, like, even right before they die, they go like, this virus is bullshit. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so we all kind of build up our own sort of cognitive dissonance from this. But just like you said, this is how it is. If you are someone who is attempting to have a career in the creative arts in any way, shape or form, you need to know that this fatigue is a constant. It's not something that goes away the moment you start making money. It's not something that goes away the moment someone acknowledges how good you are or gives you good feedback. This fatigue is going to be a constant thing that's going to prop, you know, crop up its ugly head. You're saying, you're saying, even when there is no coronavirus, yeah, right? Even when there is no pandemic, even when there's no corona, and I think everybody can relate to this about, mm-hmm. you know, they start something with a lot of energy, and there is that like tiredness. Oh, yep. I have to tell you something about my own tiredness. Mm-hmm. And people think, oh, I've written all these books or whatever. Like, wow, I wish I could be on it like Judy. Well, Judy is not on it. (laughs) When I, uh, let me tell you how lack of on it I am. Like, because I'm a person who has to do workarounds. So Mm -hmm. here I have Simon & Schuster um, and and my editor. um, I I had written a book called the um, Stand-Up Comedy, the book. Mm -hmm. And... um, and it was doing really well. And my editor who helped me with that, Chuck Adams, had moved to Simon Schuster. Says, you know, Simon Schuster really wants to do a new book with you. And, um, you know, so can you write it? Mm-hmm. And I go, yeah, well, just tell them to give me a contract and money and I'll write it, right? But that's not th- how it happens. Yeah. They need sample chapters. Yep. And... It was one month, two months, three months. Oh, yeah, Chuck, I'm writing it. 
<laughs> I wasn't <laughs> writing it because I just, every time I thought about it, I had to take a nap. Oh, Talk about fatigue. So I hired my friend Ben, and I paid him, I think, at the time, $15 an hour. And I said, Ben, your job is to sit right next to me on a couch and don't let me go to sleep. Ah. <laughs> right? so, so an accountability buddy on that. Well, just sit there and yep. keep me awake. So, And this is so true. Um, this book that went on to sell, I think it's up to 500,000 copies. It's crazy popular. Mm-hmm. Um, sit next to me on the couch. And the first day we worked, I wrote something. And in 20 minutes, after 20 minutes, I nodded off. Oh, jeez. Like, like, like I was a, like you see those people nod off like they're on heroin or something, and they, <laughs> you know, like their head falls. And Ben started poking me, and I said, "Get the hell out of my house! Just come back tomorrow. I can't do more than I did 20 minutes." Yeah. And then he came back the next day, and we wrote, but I could do this time 40 minutes before I became utterly fatigued. Just exhausted and and then he would come back the next day (laughs) and it would be longer and then all of a sudden there was enough there enough material there that i we started talking more about it Mm. and and having fun with it and then it's like it existed in a way even though it was really really shitty Mm. and it was really really a rough draft um I mean, it wasn't even particularly in English, really. <laughs> <laughs> and English is my only language. Mm. I think what happens then is once you get past the creative fatigue, it's like it's its own being that gives you energy. Mm-hmm. That that rather than being like, you think of your creative project as, um, you know, a needy child. Mm. Feed me. Tend to me. Deal with me now. Yeah. I hate you. I know I'm supposed to because I'm your parent and I'm giving birth to you, but I don't like you. Yep. <laughs> right? I don't like you at all. But then it comes to a point where your your project, your your book, whatever you're writing kind of is all of a sudden you're like ten years old and you have you're interesting. Mm-hmm. You're a bit interesting. <laughs> you know, you're not like that whiny baby that is suckling off the, my the breasts of my life force. You know, <laughs> sucking me dry. Boy, you're really selling it to him as a positive thing here, Jim. <laughs> but it. But we're talking about creative fatigue, yeah. Jason, and that is what it feels like to me. Yeah. And and now, and someone told me this. And, and I totally believe it's really true. Mm-hmm. What is creative fatigue? What is writer's block? Mm. Um, the fatigue comes because we're fighting something. Mm. It's not like we're doing nothing. We're doing something. Mm-hmm. And, and they said it's the unwillingness of the unconscious to become conscious. Oh, okay. I, I, it bears repeating, I think, because mm-hmm. it really made a difference in my life. Yeah, well, it's the unwillingness yeah. of the unconscious become conscious, and that fight to keep things bottled up creates that fatigue and tiredness mm-hmm. because we are actively 
as a depression, that's what a depression is, mm. we're pushing down, we're uh, depressing our uh, creative instincts mm. and, you know, ref refusing to give birth. That's yeah. it. No, you're not coming out. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, I think also, you know, a heavy thing, too, is especially if you've been on a roll, like if you've been actually doing the work, if it was in March and you you were writing every day and you were able to keep that going through April and May and June and but there just hasn't been any opportunities yet. I think also there's a fatigue in being at the grind over and over and over again. And after a while, that grind in the because in the beginning that grind was exciting you're like i'm being a, a writer yeah. or whatever i'm doing that thing well once that becomes commonplace then you start feeling it a little bit more and that's when i think that suppression starts happening uh also when you pick a project as a creative like you say i'm going to write a book about blank or i'm going to write a show about whatever you have now put yourself your creativity into a container into a little bit of a box and now you can't do everything that you've wanted to do like when you were back in the idea phase. Ah. You know, when you're oh, back in the yeah. idea phase, everything's on the table. There, you could just fill that whiteboard up with ideas and note cards. And it's very liberating and it's very freeing. And it's also very, you know, energizing because you're just, oh, anything goes and blah, blah, blah. Well, now you have a project. You have a container. You have parameters. You have a sandbox that you're allowed to play in. And sometimes your creative self wants to go, yeah, but I want to go do this over here. And it's like, no, no, no. We're working inside this these guidelines now. And when you start working inside those guidelines, that's when you go, oh, I would really like to do blank, but I'm writing oh, a story about blank. And then that, that stuff butts up against the walls of that sandbox uh, or that container that you're in. And now that starts adding a different level of suppression on top of it because before when you were in the ideation mode, everything could everything was a possibility. Now you've closed off the walls a little bit. You're getting a little bit more focused. And now there's a little bit more resistance in there because, you know, not everything's going to work for the story you're trying to tell this time. You know, that's interesting because um, I've never heard someone describe it that way. Mm. Um, I... Uh, there's a, a also a little slant to it mm. where, and that's happened to me, is where you're, um, there's a resentment of your project taking you hostage. Ah, yes. Right? Yes. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, that's what happened to me. So I'm writing um, a memoir based on a solo show that I wrote and I went this is going to be so easy to do <laughs> because I have this solo show which has these scenes mm -hmm. I'm just going to make each scene a little longer and call it a book yeah. right so I start to write and all of a sudden I'm having a blast And but this leads to this leads to this leads to that and then I come to a place where this is nothing like I conceived it <laughs> This is this is nothing. And I go, get back in your box. Yep. <laughs> get back in what are you all running around with all these crazy ideas and it's been fun. Sure. People like these stories and I've sent out. It's been great. But you're not on the course that I started out. Yes. And and I started to get again tired 
and fatigued mm-hmm. of like kind of like as you know we say we're herding cats mm-hmm. and trying to get it back into the original concept and <laughs> of course i have to talk to a therapist about this mm-hmm. because and she said don't work on it um stop yeah. just stop and i went what but isn't that mean that i'm giving in to this creative fatigue i'm giving in she goes no just just stop yeah. stop stop working on it and i stopped working on it and then i came back to it in 2 weeks mm-hmm. and i realized something because once you get past your first phase where you act like i say you know your project's a toddler it's up it's running all over the place yeah. right you get to that place it has its own ideas yeah like you might have the idea of it needs to go in this direction mm-hmm. but it has other ideas mm-hmm. and again this notion of your your project holding you hostage because now it's going you know we we know your book was going to be this neat little package of going from A to B to C, right? And there you go. But uh, no, not so much. Yeah. Well, in this sense, <laughs> yeah. You, when your when your project is your hostage, that's an interesting mindset to put it in. You know, my project yeah. has taken me hostage. Well, if you want to get out, and that that just that statement alone brings all sorts of resentment and exhaustion to your project one of the first things i would do is switch that mindset to okay i have to go from from my project or from me being the inspiration of my project to my project taking the lead and guiding me where it needs to go you know that surrendering to where your project is actually ultimately going and being less about oh it should be this it should be that it should be i mean every great book every great movie every great piece of art starts off as one thing and then through its creation becomes something else that's usually more powerful more layered and more influential because of it so you have to be willing yeah. to allow that to happen and fatigue is a marker of of that transition about uh, occurring, you know, that you moment know, when you start so getting right. tired is it, well, that's just, I mean, but that's the natural progression. It's of, the of resistance. Cre- yeah. It's what we're talking about. It's the resistance to, uh, I don't believe we're in the, uh, a virus. I don't yep. believe we're in a pandemic, mm-hmm. but I want Thanksgiving. Yep. And this resistance can really bite you in the ass. Yep. And that's why I have now put myself in a um, position of surrender. Mm -hmm. And that position of surrender is where I've said to the universe, because where do ideas come from? Mm -hmm. I mean, who knows where ideas come from? I don't know where my ideas come from. But when you speak, I will listen. Yeah, That's what I say now. And I'm saying that, you could say I'm saying it to God, Mm -hmm. I'm saying it to the universe, I'm saying it to my muse, I'm saying it to my, whatever that thing is in me that knows how to take an idea and do something with it. Mm -hmm. When you speak, I will listen. So this has overcome my creative um, fatigue where I have put myself in a position 
of uh, um, extreme listening, which mm. might, so before I write, because when you write, and you're writing from your head, you're going, this is what I should be writing, this is what I should be doing. Yeah. That is what creates the fatigue. But if you're writing from a place of, all right, before I write, I'm going to take a breath. I'm going to put myself, and I'm going to write something. And everything I write, I have the same feeling about. I go, this sucks. <laughs> I, I, there was nothing I've written. Except, well, a couple things. The beginning of my book, um, The Message of You, I wrote something that just came out of me. Like, I, I knew it was it was really good because it didn't feel like I wrote it. Mm, nice. <laughs> right? yeah. It just came, it just flowed or uh, who knows, maybe it was the pot. I don't know, but it <laughs> just kind of came out of me whole and beautiful and got up and went for a walk and I went, oh my God. Mm -hmm. And, um, but everything I write, pretty much I go, this, this sucks. Mm -hmm. And so I think um, if we were to wind this up, it would be to um, allowing something to be so imperfect that you do mm -hmm. and, and to suck rather than not getting it up and out. Yeah. Well, you know, because that's what's causing the fatigue. Mm -hmm. And another thing is, you know, because I do like that. I like the concept of, you know, being a, being willing to receive that's a huge thing but Ooh, i like that i'm willing to receive yeah that's that's a big <laughs> self-help you know self-improvement coach kind of thing um but there's one thing to say that and there's another thing to do it so one things i would recommend for our more like people who need like a strategic oh i need a process and a step-by-step -step thing um one big advantage uh, uh, or w one of the first things you could you should try doing when you experience any type of creative fatigue or any type of fatigue in in anything. Uh, uh, people get like workout fatigue when they get tired of you know doing workouts or mm -hmm. diets or whatever. Is have some alternate strategies. This is when all those books on your on your counter that you haven't read about you know the different arts that you're into. That this is the time to put your project down for a week and pick up some of those books and learn some different methods. One of the best ways to get re-excited about something is to go at it from a different angle. If you can go, if you figure out a new way to write, even a state change of how you go about doing your writing. Maybe you have a specific routine that's at your, a desk in your office and blah, blah, blah. Well, maybe next week you write in the park or next week you, you or rearrange your local landscape, rearrange your office, rearrange your workspace, give it a fresh new look. And one of the things that you said that I absolutely 100% think everyone should do is get out and go for a walk. Get out and go and let your brain relax. And let it, one of the, I think, best, best methods for receiving is going out and walking because it lets you concentrate on a physical action that doesn't fill up too much of your mind. But at the same time, you don't get bored. Going out for a walk, letting your mind open up a little bit, not concentrating on that mm -hmm. kind of stuff is such a great methodology when it comes to reinvigorating oh, yourself. Plus, you're getting exercise, you're getting fresh air, you're getting... And you're letting your body, you know, yeah. it's just so great to go. I, I, I get so many ideas when I, I jog, mm -hmm. um, I go out there and do that. I think They say that, and I find this to be true, that any... 
thing you repetitive motion that you do we've talked about this in, in, in one of our other podcasts about um, bouncing a w ball mm -hmm. or for me it's jigsaw puzzles ah. <laughs> because I put one in my office so my office isn't a scary place to go and write because if you're if you have that place you open your computer oh I gotta write now if you have something else there that you can just like turn oh and, what a and, great and, yeah what a great idea yeah, so yeah when I walk into my office I go okay I get 15 minutes of puzzle for every half hour of writing and I make these deals to myself and and when I put together the the uh, jigsaw puzzle mm -hmm. I go I know this piece fits in but I can't get it to fit in and that's when I realize that oh my god just like the um, prod the book that I'm writing, mm -hmm. you have to have other pieces in before that piece will fit. Uh, right now it's just loose and roaming. Yep. I don't know what to do with it, but doesn't mean that it's wrong. It just, there is a place for everything. It just might not be in this project. It just might be someplace else. But sometimes when you just, takes time. Yeah. Piece by piece, you put your project together and honor your body, surrender to the process, surrender to what is going on now. And you might find that creative fatigue will go away and you will be re-energized. For your special gift, Go to themessageofyou.com, that's themessageofyou.com, and get your free one-year subscription to the Message of You University, which is full of lessons to help you find your message and turn it into a book, a TED Talk, or a paid speaking career. That's themessageofyou.com.